Seventh day the Lord rested, but before that he did, he squatted over the side of England, and what came out of him was Ireland. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to a new day and a new edition of the Views from the John podcast. I am your host, John Erez, and thank you so much for tuning in to my program. I got my glasses, got my Slurpee coffee. Let's dive right into shit, shall we? I'm in a decent mood. I was in a bad mood yesterday. I attempted to record a podcast yesterday, and... I was repeatedly disappointed in my performance. I am my own biggest critic. I thought, uh, I don't know, I was in too, I was in a bad mood yesterday. I was irritated by everything, including myself. So I gave myself the hook. I booted myself out of the studio. And here we are. It's a brand new day. And uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm in a better mood today. I'm in a good mood. I haven't been, uh, life has not fucked with me in the last 24 hours. It's a nice change. It really is. So, we got a bunch of crazy different things to dive into today, so let's dive right in. You know what I did? I texted my brother, uh, like a half an hour ago. I texted him, happy birthday, right? Because it's his birthday, and that's what we say, right? We always say happy Happy birthday, happy 4th of July, happy Black History Month, happy or Merry Christmas, happy New Year, you know, happy anniversary. Why are we using the pronoun or the adjective happy in front of an event? Not all events are happy. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's your anniversary, it doesn't mean that uh, your anniversary is a happy time, you know. On the anniversary of 9-11, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't go around wishing each other a happy anniversary, right? Because 9-11 wasn't a happy time. And uh, I'm telling you, you know, when you pass your 21st birthday, I haven't had a happy birthday in years, bro. I don't like getting older. I'm 41 years old. Birthdays suck. Getting older sucks. So when my birthday comes around in April, it's not a happy day for me. So I don't need people walking around saying, hey, John, happy birthday. It's like, no, it's not happy. It's a tragedy. I'm another day older, another year older, and it sucks. So that's just it. 
I kind of got uh, it, it, the other thing I did wrong is uh, evidently I, I could have sworn. I think I do this every year. I think my brother's birthday is March fifth. I don't know why I have March fifth in you know embedded into my head, but apparently I'm the fourth person to text him today, "Happy birthday!" And his birthday is actually tomorrow. So I'm not the only person that thinks he was born on March fifth. But uh, yeah, anyways, that got me got me on the whole train of thought. Why do we say happy? You know, I I am miserable year round, bro. Doesn't matter if it's uh you know Fourth of July, Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jesus, I have a frog in my throat apparently. But yeah, it's not happy. When I turn forty two in April, I don't want anybody wishing me a happy birthday because I'm not happy about getting older, bro. So I'm trying to think what can we insert instead of happy, you know. If it's the 4th of July and it's not a happy time, we can't say happy 4th of July, right? This past Christmas was one of the worst I've ever had because I lost my mom. It sucked. Everyone's like, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, I ain't fucking merry, buddy. There's nothing merry or happy about this Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So what are we supposed to do? What word can we replace happy with when we are wishing somebody a birthday, you know? I can't think of anything. I really can't. What could we possibly say instead of saying happy birthday? Unhappy birthday? No, it's too negative. And happy birthday is way too optimistic. So what do you say? Hey, uh, today's your birthday. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> you know, what, what do you say? It's too generic. We got to step it up. You know? And people like to say... Jesus, John, you are just so negative. You are so pessimistic. And I'm like, no, I'm not, man. I'm not. You know what I am? I'm a realist. There's a difference. There's a difference between between being negative, positive, optimistic, pessimistic, or being realistic, you know? I think a lot of people from the Massachusetts area are realists. It might come off as being pessimistic, but we're just being real. You know, doesn't matter how good our sports teams are. Every year we think they're going to suck, you know. See, that's just it. You know, instead of saying I'm negative, I like to say I'm a realist. Because when you don't go into anything with any kind of expectations and when shit doesn't work out, you're not disappointed, right? So I expected it, right? But if I go into that car dealer thinking I'm going to get screwed over and I don't, then I'm pleasantly surprised, right? It's perfect. So you just go into every situation thinking it ain't going to work out. And if it don't work out, you're not disappointed. And if it does, you're pleasantly surprised. (laughs) But yeah, you know who I most closely identify with? I don't know if any millennials out there have ever seen or watched the Smurfs, but I grew up on the Smurfs, the classic Smurfs, the Smurf cartoons from the 80s, not the current. It, I think there's some updated version of the Smurfs. I'm talking the original cartoon fucking Smurfs from the 80s. And there was a particular Smurf that just hated everything. And I couldn't remember what his name was. I had to look it up last night. It was Grouchy Smurf. Everything that you talked about with Grouchy Smurf, he hated. Be like, hey, Grouchy, we're going into the woods to pick some berries. I hate berries. I hate going in the woods. Everything was... That's kind of like me. 
I am I am grouchy Smurf, but instead of being asexual, I'm a heterosexual Smurf. I I I am grouchy Smurf. Everything <laughs> just sucks. All right, moving on. Moving on from the suck. Can we all relax about Tom Brady? I I must see 25 different news stories a day just from ESPN alone about Brady this, Brady that. Where's Brady going to go? Who gives a shit? We're all going to find out soon enough, okay? I'm a Boston sports fan, born and raised. I love fucking Tom Brady. He's responsible for, what, six Super Bowls for us? So you know what? As much as I would love to see Tom Brady come back for a couple more years and then retire as a Patriot, the dude is the GOAT. He brought us six Super Bowl titles since the year 2000, okay? So if Brady chooses to go sign with Tennessee or San Francisco or the Chargers, then you know what? More power to him. You know, let's live in the moment, okay? Tom Brady has absolutely earned the right to earn a big payday and to go play football wherever the fuck he wants. So would everybody just relax? We're going to find out pretty soon who Brady's going to be taking snaps for, okay? So just relax. If he plays for the Patriots, great. If he doesn't and he ends up playing for Tennessee, I'll support Tennessee, and the Patriots. I got no problem with Tennessee. I love Derrick Henry and fucking Mike Vrabel. Great people. Sorry. I don't mean to thip my coffee. It just happens. So anyways, I did read a story that came out yesterday that I thought was crazy. It was so crazy, I didn't want to even click on the story. Um, there was some kind of news story circulating yesterday that San Francisco and the Patriots were just going to swap quarterbacks. Like, Tom Brady's just going to slide into Jimmy Garoppolo's position in San Francisco, and then we're going to get Garoppolo? Are you kidding me? We traded Garoppolo away how many years ago? And then, you know, San Francisco just went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo as their quarterback, and then they're going to kick Garoppolo out after their Super Bowl run season and then give Brady a giant contract for two more years? Do you know... That, that, that would be like such a slap in the face for Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? And I think Jimmy and Tom are friends. So I, I don't see it. I don't see San Francisco um, kicking Jimmy G out just to bring in Brady for a couple of years. Jimmy G's a good fucking quarterback. And Brady's on his way out. He was the GOAT. He is the GOAT. But... He's getting up there in age. He's not the Brady of old. He's still a really good quarterback, but he doesn't have what he used to have. And I I just don't see a Super Bowl team like San Francisco just giving Jimmy the boot and just bringing Brady in for a couple of years. And then we're going to sign Jimmy, the guy that we traded away years ago. It's like, I, I don't see it. How messed up would that be on, on San Francisco's part to get rid of Garoppolo? after they just went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo and then bring in Brady for a couple of years, then what happens when Brady gets hurt or Brady retires in two years because he's now 49 years old? What are they going to do then? Keep Garoppolo. He's, he's got, I don't know how many more years left on the shelf. Garoppolo's decent. I, I would not get rid of Garoppolo to get Brady. So I think a quarterback swap 
between San Francisco and New England is just one of the crazier things I've heard in this in this like Brady drama. But everybody relax, okay? Tom is going to be playing football next year for somebody. He's done enough for New England. So if he leaves, he leaves. I ain't holding it against him, okay? Moving on. Moving on. What else can we talk about? Uh, I have a bunch of shit written down. I'm just trying to uh, figure out what order I want to put it in. You know what I learned from watching a YouTube video last night? I'm not quite sure what year this happened. I don't think... I. Th- I don't know. It was within the last 10 years, all right? But um, it was like a, it was a top five video. It was a top five things that you didn't know about, like, Disney World and Disneyland. You know, like a behind-the-scenes, the top five things that people just don't know about Walt Disney World and land, right? And the number one thing that they revealed is, I think a handful of years ago, Uh, it was discovered that the working conditions for the people who worked at both of those parks, one in Anaheim, California, the other one in Orlando, Florida, I guess the working conditions for the Disney World and land employees was terrible, and they were way underpaid. But yet the CEO of the Disney parks was making $10 million a year. And right in the middle of the year, when I think a bunch of the Disney employees were actually um, on strike because their working conditions and pay was so terrible. This CEO, who was already making $10 million a year, went and gave himself a $66 million bonus. Can you fucking imagine? This dude was already making $10 million a year as a CEO. And he gave himself a $66 million bonus, okay? And this is in the middle of his employees picketing and rioting and complaining because their work conditions sucked. So what they broke it down as, okay? I don't know how many tens of thousands of people work at both of those parks, but if this dude hadn't given himself a $66 million bonus for that year and had he put it towards the employees, every employee at both of those parks would have gotten a 15% raise. Can you, can you, that just, that is crazy to me that a CEO in good conscience can just give himself a 66% million dollar bonus when you're already making 10 million a year and this is why while all your employees are struggling and picketing because and you know because they can't make ends meet and their work conditions suck and how does this guy respond he goes and takes 66 million dollars and gives it to himself if that isn't one of the most screwed up things i've ever heard i don't know what is that is crazy to me Oh my God, people are just fucking crazy. Um, what else? You know what I was thinking of? I thought of a really funny story to tell you guys um, of something that uh, me and my buddies did. And this was back in the day, man. This was back before there were uh, you know, skits on television, before stand-up comedy got big. Me and my buddies from high school, man, especially my buddy Brian, we used to do some crazy-ass things. And this was way before 
there were cell phones before there were cameras around everyone's neck. Just, you know, had, had we had a YouTube platform when we were in our teens, I think we could have really killed it. We really could have because we were doing pranks and shit like you used to see on Punked and all over YouTube 20, 30 years ago. And I thought of one of the things that we did today that I completely forgot about. And what jogged my memory was my buddy Josh and I were just talking about uh, Golden Corral. And I think Golden Corral is like a nationwide chain of uh, buffets, right? Like an all-you-can-eat buffet. And it made me think of a local buffet that's in my area that's called uh, Old Country Buffet. Okay? So back in the uh, late 90s, there used to be a really popular um, dog biscuit. And there was a a lot of commercials uh, for this dog biscuit. And I want to say the biscuits were called uh, bacon strips or begging strips. But you might remember this commercial. There was a picture of a, there, it was a commercial of a dog that was going all crazy for bacon. Bacon, 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 you know. But th- these things were dog treats. They were dog biscuits or dog treats that looked exactly like a crispy cooked piece of bacon. And evidently they tasted like bacon to the dogs. The dogs loved them. So my buddy had a dog and he had a box of bacon strips. And just the way our personalities thought and worked, we got the instant idea to take one of these dog biscuit bacon treats that looked just like bacon and take it to our local buffet and put it inside the bacon bin. (laughs) (laughs) And we did. We went to the old country buffet where they had a whole, you know, all those shafers or whatever the fuck they're called, those deep dish pans that have bacon and eggs in them and shit, we took a couple of those bacon strips of bacon and we put it right on top of the bacon thing and we took a seat and we just watched and waited and sure enough, this old couple (laughs) went over there (laughs) and they they took a whole pile of bacon and we had to sit there trying to contain ourselves as we watched these two old people try to bite into a dog biscuit (laughs) oh my god but yeah we really did that how funny would that have been if we were able to film that for like a hidden camera show that was back before any of those shows had come out before there was internet before there was youtube all of it and uh you know i don't know we're too old and too mature i guess to do that kind of nonsense now but that was fucking hilarious and uh yeah i had forgotten about it that took place 20, 25 years ago. Didn't remember it until today. But something I did remember um, that I've been meaning to talk about for years, yeah, for years, for months on this podcast is uh, that's just one of the many things that me and my high school buddies used to do, especially me and Brian. We just, we, we used to do crazy shit like that all the time. But one of the things we did, and I really wish that we could have recorded this, but like I said, back then we didn't have cell phones, cameras, none of that shit. Um, but one of the things we did and this was hilarious. Um, we took a whoopee cushion. I had a whoopee cushion. And we took the whoopee cushion to our local mall into a public men's room. And I went into an empty stall. I blew up the whoopee cushion and put water inside the whoopee cushion. So the water just adds to the effect, right? So I would squeeze the whoopee cushion so it would echo 
inside the bowl and inside the men's room, it would sound just like somebody was just blowing their asshole out in the stall. And what made it sound even more realistic is that the fart sound that the whoopee cushion would make would echo off the bowl and echo inside the room. And you would have the added effect of the water coming out of the whoopee cushion in hitting the you know the toilet water so not only would it sound just like a fart but you would hear everything hitting the water and everybody that walked in and out of that bathroom just had this look on their face like oh my god there is somebody in that stall that is fucking dying and it was just me with a whoopee cushion filled with water just making the sound effects and you should have seen people's faces it was fucking hysterical and uh I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys laughed at that. My buddy Josh was just laughing at that story. But uh, could you just imagine just walking into a men's room and you just hear somebody in one of those stalls just just going, just a constant nonstop, like, holy shit. I wish we could have filmed it. We probably still could do it or film it. It's just, you know, I don't have enough, you know, a big enough production company to go in there with all kinds of camera people and you know, legal documents to make everybody sign so we can film inside of a bathroom and have to gray people's faces out and shit. We'd probably get sued or punched in the face. I don't know. Times are different, you know. The times have changed, and the climate that we're in today, people, you just can't do that. You can't take a whoopee cushion and go have fun at a public bathroom. People are just going to, you know, shoot you. Yeah, what else? You know what I was thinking of? We were thinking of, uh, we were talking about the movie, um, the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, uh, Gangs of New York, right? Remember the Gangs of New York movie? Took place in uh, Manhattan, right? In like the 1800s. And that's such a good movie. Daniel Day-Lewis is seriously one of the best actors out there. No matter what role he plays, you, like... It's like certain actors, like Bruce Willis, no matter if Bruce Willis is playing a cop in uh, Die Hard or he's playing somebody else in another movie, the instant you see him, you think, oh, Bruce Willis, you know? Every time you see him, it's Bruce Willis. No matter what movie he's in, no matter what role, hey, it's Bruce Willis. Same thing with, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Every time I see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie, doesn't matter what movie it is, I'm thinking Terminator, Terminator, Terminator. But... A great actor like this dude, it doesn't matter if he's playing Lincoln or if he's in uh, There Will Be Blood playing that oil tycoon father with his son there, or whether he's playing uh, The Butcher, Bill the Butcher. Uh, from movie to movie, you can't really tell it's Daniel Day-Lewis. That's a good actor. Uh, but anyways, we were talking about that movie, me and some friends, and we were thinking about... Uh, you know, just just how rough the 1800s were, where there were people just, you know, getting beat up in the street, people getting shot left and right. There was just complete lawlessness, and there was, like, no hygiene. Nobody brushed their teeth back then. Nobody bathed. There wasn't any kind of hygiene. And, of course, this kind of all spiraled into um, what did women do? In the olden days, before there were tampons and before there were maxi pads, what did they do? Did they just stuff like a like a rag down there? How fucking nasty is that? It's like oh my, I I cannot imagine how bad people 
must have smelt, you know, like whether it was the 1100s or the 1800s, even the early 1900s, before we had soap and running water and knew about hygiene, there was nobody taking care of their butt, nobody taking care of their genitals, their teeth, nobody was shaving, nobody was like washing their armpits and shit. There wasn't deodorant. There weren't sanitary napkins. So, I mean, I, I cannot imagine how just gross and nasty and messy shit was back in that day. But seriously, what did women do before tampons came out? Oh, you know what? I, I think I just got it. Isn't that where the uh, that expression came from? On the rag? I think that's what women used back in the day. They just stuffed a rag up their hoo-ha. Ugh, Brutal. Brutal being a woman. I don't envy you women for, for what, you know, those reasons. I'm glad that we don't get menstrual cycles, that men don't get menstrual cycles. I couldn't deal with it. Can you imagine if guys had menstrual cycles? Every 28 days you had to bleed out of your urethra. <laughs> but how nasty is that? And that's the other thing. Have you guys ever watched, like, a lady get dressed or undressed from like the 1800s and she had to have on like 15 or 16 undergarments why did they wear so many undergarments is that because they smelt so bad they thought if they put on like 16 layers of clothes it would somehow hide the smell or if that's or did they do that because they were on the rag so they had to wear like 15 pairs of underwear so that so the 16th pair wouldn't leak out Ugh. that also reminds me of something we I talked about this uh, neighborhood kid on the podcast a few weeks ago with Mark. There was this kid that grew up in my neighborhood that was literally a pathological liar. And we used to keep a book years ago on all the lies he used to say. Because there were so many of them and they were so wild that we had to make a list. I don't know where that list is. It's probably long gone. But one of the things I remember him saying, and I just remembered it today, was that he used to tell us that the first contraceptive that was ever made was a wooden condom. <laughs> a fucking wooden condom. I don't... I don't even know how to wrap my head around that statement. Can you imagine somebody putting on a wooden condom? A w First of all, how would you feel anything if you're wearing wood? And what would that do to the lady? Can you imagine getting a splinter in your clam, bro? Oh, fuck. But obviously, I know there was never a condom made out of wood, but this is what this kid told us. We were like 9, 10 years old. Yeah, the first condom ever, it was wooden. And we we're all thinking to ourselves, even at 10 years old, like, there's no fucking way that's true. A wooden condom? What did the guy put on a piece of bark with some... Yeah, I was going to say duct tape, but they didn't have duct tape back then. But how, how stupid of a lie, how crazy of a lie is that to say that the first condom ever was wooden? How stupid am I going to feel if I, somebody emails me and says, Well, you know, John, you should really do your research before the podcast because the first condom ever actually was wooden. <laughs> uh, what else? Isn't that a song? Go. Fight. When 
I don't know. Anybody play in a marching band at a high school or a college? Is that drum beats? I just, I just did one of those fight songs, those those football game songs. Go. Let's see what else. Moving right along. Um, I got something written down here that's going to be extremely unpopular, but um, then it's going to come off extremely uh, uh, cl- not closed-minded, but just uh, what's 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 the word I'm looking for? Uninformed, uh, old-school thinking. Uh, no, no, no. There's something. There's an even uh, meaner way to say it for somebody who's just really uninformed but likes to talk shit about something. What is the word I'm looking here for, people? Um, somebody who's, uh, what am I looking, it's not closed-minded, it's not narrow-minded. Ignorant, ignorant. That's so, ig- you're so ignorant. That's so ignorant. You're so ignorant. Yeah, this is going to sound extremely ignorant, but... If you knew me, I'm just full of ignorance, okay? But we were we were talking about this earlier. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but uh, there are some ladies that live across from me that are misandrists. I've talked about them before. It drives me crazy, okay? You've probably heard of a masochist. Not a masochist. What is, I don't, see, I'm, I'm, I'm all screwed up today. What's the definition for a guy for a guy that hates women? Uh, they're called they're called a misogynist, right? M- misogynist. Well, there are women out there who hate men. They're called misandrists, and I live across the street from two of them. And not only are these ladies, um, not only do they hate men just because we're men, but they also happen to be gay, and they also happen to be like mid-60s, and what we were thinking about is how does a gay couple, how how do a couple of lesbians in their mid-60s, how do they make love? That's what we were wondering. And I'm sure if there's any ladies listening right now who happen to be gay, you're probably about to drive off the road because you're so... Oh my God, John, how could you be so ignorant? What do you mean how do two women make love? Seriously, I don't get it. Do you guys rub your clams together? (laughs) What do you do? You finger bang the fuck out of each other? I don't know. Call me old school, but, you know, making love was always a penis being inserted into a vagina, okay? So when you take away the penis and you just got two vaginas, how do you have sex? Well, John, sex just isn't a penis in a vagina. Okay, I've heard of oral sex, but when I think of oral sex, it's a penis in a, uh, in a mouth, is it not? No, like, what if a lady gives another lady um, oral sex, and it's still sex, isn't it? Well, I, I guess I don't know. But seriously, when two, I'm not trying to. Well, yes, I'm. I'm obviously exaggerating here, people. I'm not trying to sound as ignorant as I'm coming off. I obviously know that you know whether it's two men or two women. If they're in love, that's fantastic. I wish them nothing but the best. But I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. What? How do two women make love? What do they do? Do Do they just rub their clams together? What do they do? Do they use a strap on? 
how can two women use a strap-on? Because a strap-on is emulating a penis, and a penis belongs to a man, and these ladies hate men. So I don't think they're using a strap-on. I don't think so. You know, if I hated women, I probably wouldn't buy a fake vagina because a vagina belongs to a woman. Oh, nope, I can't even say that anymore, right? Because now I'm being gender specific. I have to be more sensitive when it comes to gender because you can just pick whatever. Ge oh my God. Okay. I don't want to go down this road anymore. But yes, I don't understand it. How do gay women screw? Somebody write into me and explain it in a calm, rational way, would you? All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about. Everybody knows I live on YouTube. I love watching YouTube videos. And lately, I've been on a YouTube video kick of watching uh, like high-speed police chases. Um, they're pretty interesting. There's a lot of videos out there. Now that uh, every cop wears a body cam, every police car has a dash cam, most people have cameras on their dashboard now. Uh, a lot of truck drivers use dash cams. So because everybody has a camera attached to them, there's a lot of interesting things that get filmed. And um, because of that, pretty much every friggin' police department, I think, has been using body cams now for the last four or five years everywhere, even in the most podunk little town. So there's been a lot of crazy things filmed uh, by police uh, cameras and body cams. So if you go on YouTube, you can watch some crazy stuff that you haven't seen on cops or live PD. I mean, some crazy chases, some crazy shootout, uh, shootouts and that kind of stuff. But while I was watching all these videos, there's also a ton of compilations out there of police being pulled over by police. And... It is unbelievable to watch a cop get pulled over by another cop for speeding or for drunk driving. They all want special favors. And this is what drives me nuts. I am a huge law enforcement supporter. I back the blue. The majority of police officers that are in this country are not racist. They aren't targeting black people. They're human beings, just like you and I. They punch a clock. They have to do their job. Their job is to uphold the law. However, there are a lot of police officers that don't think that the law applies to them when they're off duty or even on duty. It happens to me almost on a daily basis where I'm driving down the highway and there's a cop that doesn't have his lights or siren on and he'll pass me going at least 80, 90 miles an hour. I'm sorry, but I come from the thinking that even if you're a cop and you are on duty in your cruiser, if you are not en route to a call, meaning your lights or siren aren't on, you shouldn't be able to speed. If he's going to go pull me over for doing 80, he shouldn't be allowed to do, to do 80 either. But you don't think this shit happens every day? How many lives have cops ruined through speeding tickets or OUI, DUI, and then that very night that they'll arrest you for blowing like a .09, right? They'll arrest you and ruin your life. Then they take you to jail. Then they get off of work. And they'll drive home after three, four beers. No fucking problem, right? That is the hypocrisy that drives me fucking crazy with law enforcement. There are double fucking standards. Even in the city I live in, there are police officers that I've seen that they're off duty. 
they probably have their weapon on them, and they'll go drive home from a bar intoxicated. And then they'll wake up the next day, put their uniform on, and ruin your life for doing exactly what they did the previous night. I couldn't do it. How can anybody uh, with a straight face go drive 80 miles an hour in a 40 zone because they have a badge, and then a few minutes later, they're going to go ticket you for doing the exact same thing. It's a double standard, and too many police officers have that. But it is unbelievable to watch these police officers in a lot of these YouTube compilations that get pulled over for speeding or drunk driving. They have their badge on them, they have their gun on them, and they get pissed off when the cop just doesn't let them go. They literally think that their badge even when they're off-duty, breaking the law is a get-out-of-jail-free card, and it's like, fuck that. I don't give a fuck if you have a badge. I, I, I don't get it. Can anyone see what I'm saying here? How many cops have arrested people for drunk driving, having a little bit of marijuana on them, or speeding, or whatever, and then they get in their car, and they do the exact same fucking thing. And that's the thing. Nobody polices the police. Nobody is watching what they're doing. Nobody is holding them accountable. And that's the problem. There are a lot of great people out there that I know that are cops that would save your life in a heartbeat and put theirs on the line. But there are also some cops out there that are really dirty, and that, like I said, will drive drunk every fucking night of the week. But then they punch the clock in the morning and they'll arrest your ass for driving drunk. But of course, when they get pulled over for driving drunk, their buddies will just drive them home, right? Like it never fucking happened. Well, that's what used to happen before there were cameras. Now that everything's documented. And that's actually said a lot in a lot of these YouTube videos I've been watching. Everyone's like, you know... I got you on camera, man. Back in the day, I could have helped you out, but, you know, I got you on camera. There's nothing you can do. And it's like, you fucking idiot. You're, you're admitting to people on YouTube that if you didn't have your camera running, you would let these cops keep driving home completely drunk with loaded firearms on them. But you feel like you have to do your job, not because it's the right thing to do, but because there's a camera rolling. Jesus. But hey, if the camera rolling now makes police be a little bit more honest, I'm fine with that. But man, if, if fucking police aren't the biggest hypocrites on the face of the earth, I don't know what is. Honest to God, every time I see a cop on YouTube or even in person pull somebody over for speeding or using their cell phone or um, crossing a double line or even because somebody had a couple beers, you don't think that officer doesn't break those same laws on the daily they do but there's nobody pulling them fucking over so they feel like they can do what they want and after so many years of feeling like they're above the law they get more and more lackadaisical about it and i don't know i think it's fucked up man i think it's fucked up so wow i just went through a lot of uh a lot of material very quickly um i don't have anything left to uh talk about that i have written down here what can I make up? What can I make up so we can get this podcast to go eight minutes longer? Maybe I should start saying goodbye. That's usually an eight-minute long process, isn't it? Um, let's see. What's new with me since last week? Not much. I released a podcast last Wednesday. Today is Thursday. Um, let's see. 
a couple of days ago with Super Tuesday. It was so super. Did you go out and vote? I did. But of course, like usual, every candidate that I vote for doesn't win. Um, but uh, I don't know. What I think is hilarious, hilarious, right? What of the... The the okay uh, out of all the Democratic candidates that were running this year or ran in 2016, the one I hate or like the least is Elizabeth Ward. I can't stand her. Her home state, where she was a senator or congresswoman, whatever she is, is Massachusetts. That's my home state. So on Super Tuesday a few nights ago, she couldn't even win her home state. She came in third place in her home state of Massachusetts. And she's never won a state in any primary or, like, election. Do you think she finally gets the hint that she's not liked anywhere in this country, including Massachusetts, where she represents? She came in third place. Is she finally going to give up? You know, I thought Mayor Pete was cool. Amy was cool. I don't like Biden. I like Bernie, but his ideas are too crazy. We don't want to turn into a socialist... uh, you know, Russia, whatever they were calling it. I don't know. But um, so anyways, yeah, my vote was for Tulsi Gabbard. I think Tulsi Gabbard would have been the perfect uh, person to represent this country that would have uh, acted a little bit better than Trump, but would have kept doing a lot of the good things that Trump has done for this country. And he has. I was blind to it initially just because I let my hatred for the man overshadow any of the good shit he's done. And if you listen to the media, which I hate doing, but occasionally even I'm sucked into it, um, you know, like the way the media paints Trump out to be is like he's, you know, the second coming of Hitler. And the guy really isn't that bad. The guy doesn't know how to act or be presidential. But in terms of what his administration is doing, it isn't that bad. Bernie... His idea, good guy, I like Bernie as a guy, I think he could have and would have acted a little bit more presidential than Trump, but I don't know, too many socialist, uh, you know, ideas that kind of seemed good initially, but I think would have have really screwed with this country, and um, Biden, I'm sorry, if you're Democrat, if you are a Democrat, I feel bad for you, I really do. I said this six months ago to a Democratic lady friend of mine. I said the worst thing that your Democratic Party could do would be to put Biden up against Trump. If you do that, Trump is going to win, unequivocally. And that's exactly what happened. It is now going to be Biden versus Trump in November. And uh, I am predicting right now that Trump is going to win because they put Biden up. So, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, every four years, we have to pick between a douche and a turd. Every year. And once again, in 2020, we got to pick between two different types of poison. So pick your poison. Do you want the poison that you know that's been in office the last three and a half years? Or or, Or do we want to introduce a new poison? Me? I want to stick with what I know. As much as I don't like the current poison, at least I'm used to it. And we have a little bit of a history now with this poison. This Biden poison, I don't know it. I don't trust it. Never have. So that's the way I see it, man. 
you have to pick between either drinking a bottle of ammonia or drinking a bottle of uh, Clorox bleach. Which one are you going to pick? Which poison? Me, I'm going with the poison that we've been drinking the last three and a half years. I don't want to introduce a new poison and have to readjust again. If you people really think that Joe Biden becoming our president, all of a sudden, United States is going to get better. We're going to wake up the day after the election and everybody's going to be happy and everybody's going to be no longer racist. Or Nothing's going to change, people. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, don't let your hatred of Donald Trump make you vote for someone that's going to be even worse. And that's all my point is. I hate Donald Trump, but I am not voting for Biden just because I hate Trump. That doesn't make any sense. I don't like Trump as a person, but I think Biden is going to screw up this country more than Trump. He's a worse brand of poison. And that's all my point is. All right, that's about all the horse shit that I can think of today. Keep this podcast short and uh, bittersweet. Thank you so much for joining me today for this uh, weird conversation. Um, in case, you know, I hear every YouTube video, every YouTube video starts off with remember to subscribe, hit the like button, and don't remember to hit the notifications button so every time a video drops, you'll be aware of it. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to do it. If you subscribe, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. I can't monetize my YouTube channel because we talk about things that are a little bit too risky and I say the F word and the S word and all sorts of words that are so horrible and so, oh my God, he is such a toxic white male. All right, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. This has been another edition of the Views from the John podcast. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. All right, that's it, everyone. Nothing to see here. Just some people who are really, really high. Aww. Aww. Can't shoot anyone. I'm Johnny Harris. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>